0: Are you tired of hearing about mental health from a superficial view and want to hear about realistic views? Well, you've come to the right place, a space where healing is central but also normalized. Join hosts Danika and Myra as we engage in topics around mental health and keep it real while also giving you the work. Welcome to Black Woman Healing Podcast. Hey, y'all, we're back with another episode of Black Women Healing Podcast. And as usual, before we get started, we're going to engage in a conversation. So instead of asking a question today to kick off a discussion, instead, I would like for us to think about a Black business um, that we've been wanting to support or that we've been supporting lately that we're enjoying their products. So, Donica, is there one that comes to mind for you?
1: Um. Yeah, so... In Inglewood, it's this new like barbecue restaurant that just opened called The Wood, and I've eaten there like three times in the last like two weeks. Um, and so, it, obviously, it's mainly just barbecue, but they have like you know drinks and happy hours, and it's just you know it's it's just real nice vibes. And then to see all the you know when you see your black people, I went there on a Tuesday, and it was just like it was it was it was just like i'm trying to i'm trying to explain it um you just know when you feel like you feel like you you at home like comfortable so and the prices are super super reasonable like i i haven't seen especially like in la type of you know you don't see reasonable prices in my opinion so that's a black business that i've supported i encourage you all to support it um what about you myra Um, so I wanted to share two businesses that can
0: be accessible to everyone, no matter where you're located. So since we're talking about careers today, I wanted to share about these two girls they are from LA, they're twins and they created this planner and it's like catered around black women. If you want to find them on Instagram, it's the Gooseby twins plan. So I'll share the link to that um, in our description, but I really love that there's a planner centered around black women. I've never seen that before. The other thing I wanted to share is Territory Skincare, and these are really unique soaps. They're in the shape of cubes, and they're on a string, and they last really long, and they're made from natural products, so she has a plantain and coffee one, which I just ordered, Um, and she always has, like, random sales, and I just really love the products. I love soap on a rope, and I feel like I haven't seen that in forever, and the fact that it's made by a Black woman, I, I love it. So I definitely encourage y'all to support that. Simone, is there one that comes to mind for you?
2: Um, Yeah, I started thinking about food. (laughs) Um, But Hilltop Coffee and Kitchen is always a place that I share about. I had um, my vision board party there in 2019. That was so fun. The food is great. The vibes are amazing. And it's a local coffee shop where I grew up in um, L.A., Right on Slosson. So yeah, highly support them. And then they opened up a second location in Englewood too. So
0: nice.
2: Yeah.
1: Wait. I'm sorry. So the original one was off of Slosson. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought the the one in Englewood was the you know the the original. Yeah. That's
2: their oh. second location. Hmm.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Slosson and okay.
2: what? Slosson and Overhill.
1: Over- oh it's right over okay. there <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right y'all so i'm gonna go ahead and jump into simone's bio simone jackson is a career coach lifestyle blogger and creator of the fab grad in grad school simone started her blog to help young professionals navigate their careers and life after college through blog posts events youtube videos and now career coaching simone is an on simone is on a mission to prove that you can have a career you love and live the life that you want Today, she helps her clients land more interviews and ask for more money and will be launching her six week career coaching program this summer. So, I've known Simone for a few years now. I don't know how we met, but
2: she's (laughs) really
0: dope. And, you know, I've referred a lot of people to her and I always hear excellent things. So, I'm really happy to have you on today, Simone.
2: Me too. I'm so excited to talk to y'all. This is great.
0: Yes. So, today we're going to talk about career navigation. So, I'm going to go ahead and jump in and just ask you something I'm really curious about. So I'm curious, oh, what have folks been talking about has been their struggle in regards to finding a job during the pandemic? It feels like you know, some folks may have lost hope and maybe struggling more than before. So what are your thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, I think that that's a really good question. And what I'm finding that people are struggling with right now um, when it comes to job searching in the pandemic is actually it's turned a little bit as the pandemic has gone through right at the beginning it was that there were no jobs available i just recently lost my job what can i do and we were kind of in emergency mode just helping them find smaller things that they can stay at for a little bit of time until they get back on their feet um or trying to figure out how they can be one of the few essential workers at their position to stay but now that things are opening back up and that jobs are starting to rehire. I have found that a lot of clients are not, a lot of people in general are unfulfilled in their current careers. Like career exploration is at an all-time high right now. People know that they could potentially go back to their industry or they can work back in the position that they were in before if they were let go um, or even find a new job in the field that they work in but they don't know if they want to do that. (laughs) People are like, um, I think I'm more interested in this. That environment wasn't all that great. Do I, I love working from home. Can I keep this up? Like a lot of people are starting to rethink what career life looks like for them. And so, yeah, that's something I've noticed a lot during the pandemic. And then of course that now I got to get my life together because what does my resume look like if I want to apply to a new job? What's my cover letter? How do I interview? Can I ask for more money? Because I'm tired of the same salary. So that whole stuff comes up too.
1: Yes. So it's like, it's interesting, kind of like you talk about of uh, people now having like different interests too, right? So like if you, if you didn't, if you was, um, you know, let go of, or if you, Decided to step away, like using this time to now like figure out like, oh, I don't like that job or I do like this job. I want to explore this. Yeah, so that is very interesting. I've, I've seen that, too. Um, but in particular to black women, mm-hmm. have you noticed any particular struggles um, in trying to navigate uh, career choices in specifics to black women?
2: Yes, I love this question because I think that there is a distinct difference in what Black women specifically are talking about versus maybe the general population of career um, employees and job seekers. And from what I'm seeing on my end is that Black women are really struggling in two different areas in their career, and the first area that they're, they're struggling in or they're finding a hard time dealing with is um, employers seeing their value. You know, they're coming and saying, I work at this position and I feel like I'm not being heard. They feel like I'm not being um, elevated to the next position or they're giving me work that doesn't truly align with the the exceptional skills that I have for this job. Um, And then the second thing that I feel like has been concerning for a lot of Black women is quite honestly salary. You know We are some of the most educated, uh, definitely hardworking, and oftentimes are most creative <laughs> at our positions. We can think of things that are new and exciting and fun. We, we have a variety of skills outside of what we do in our everyday work tasks. And the salary is not corresponding to what we want to do, right? So it's for the, for the, for the Black women who do have the salary, are, are they at a place that is valuing their work and feeling like they're actually being fulfilled in the work that they do or do they feel like they're in competition with their peers and that they're not being heard in meetings or just that the work is misaligned. And then for the ones that maybe do have something that they enjoy and they're good, their salary, uh, which oftentimes I help a lot of people are who are like helping fields, right? So social work and education and things like that. They're like, I gotta make more money. I've got to make more money i got to make more money or I'm going to have to get a second job. And so then there's that hard part of like, I went to school, I got these degrees, and I'm feeling like I'm not doing what I love, and then I'm not getting paid what I want to get paid. So yeah.
1: Yeah, I just had this thought, as you said, something about the Mm -hmm. second job. Have you noticed, if so, like, do, do a lot of Black women usually have second, third, fourth jobs
2: yes yes and you know the thing about it is not black women It's people and that's another thing i would say in general with the pandemic it's enticing to see all of these different kind of jobs that you can do after work that will pay you right i mean everybody from verizon the islands to mm-hmm. apple <laughs> store they hiring and you're like you're not going go there 7 to 11 p.m you know, give them my Saturday mornings and make a little extra cash for my trips. People are doing it. And I think that's the other thing. People are, that we are shaking the expectation of what career is supposed to look like, what money making is supposed to look like. And um, Black women, I think our turmoil a little bit right now is like, okay, is this me? Am I really about to do something different? Am I really about to change out that identity that I've had as the career woman that does this or the person that does that, the, you know, social worker, I went to school for Like to like, nah, I got two jobs. One pays for my trips and my brunches and my life and some bills. And the other one is fulfilling, but I'm thinking I want to move on and do something different. So, yeah.
0: I like that you asked that question, Donika, because Mm -hmm. I've been in a lot of conversations about that because I've always had three jobs. Mm -hmm. Now Having two jobs is different and it's been making me think about how we've been conditioned, like with money. So like with my parents, like we've always lived paycheck to paycheck and I always told myself, like, if I want to go to a five-star restaurant, I'm going to make sure I have the money to do that. If I decide Mm -hmm. tomorrow I want to go on a trip, I'm going to make sure I can do that. So with that has come, I work these jobs to make sure I'm good. So something I've been like interested in lately is finding a financial therapist, someone Mm -hmm. I can talk through that specifically works with somebody just for finances to help them understand, you know, their background with money. So that's something I've been finding. So if y'all are familiar with one, anybody that's listening, please let me know because I've really been trying to find one. There's plenty out there, but I wanna find a black person in particular to work with um, that has a background in working with black people. Cause I feel like it's a majority of us who we've been in these spots where we live so tight. And now it's like, how does this play into now? Because I mean, I could just have one job but because of this background I don't feel comfortable doing that. So that's something to also think about
1: too
2: that's really good I love that
1: yeah yeah no it, as we talking about this though it's like I don't know about y'all but I, I feel tired uh even just thinking about like my we're like yep I had three jobs in my life I got two now and then just navigating all of this and so one of the questions that popped up for me is like why is like why is career so important to us mm. um, in general like why do why do we like, you know, and this is obviously just from your personal opinion, like, why do you think we care so much about careers?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I almost want to ask you, like, what exactly is making you tired, right, within when you think about your career? what What is making you tired? I would say
1: it's more so, like, the, the connection to money, how even Myra's talking about, right? So, like, literally, you know, for us, if you don't work you don't eat you don't you don't get to survive especially if you don't have support systems that you can fall back on so it's it's tiring knowing that like I probably will be working two jobs for a long time right Right. if I want to reach this certain financial cap off where I can't even work one job you have to get there to do it because it's not like especially black women and black people we're not left with like this we're usually not left with like this wealth that we can kind of build off of. So we're building from ground, matter of fact, below ground level, in my opinion. And so it's just tiring thinking about that. Like, so that's where I'm coming from with it.
2: I'm so glad that, oh, go ahead, Myra. Uh,
0: I was going to say, that makes me think about the education that we have around money though. Yes. Because in my head, I'm working these two to three jobs, but I plan to retire by 40, maybe 35. That's a long time that's a long, that's <laughs> to me because my grandpa is 90 and he still works. Wow. My dad is pushing 60. He still works. I've yeah. never heard of anyone in my family working until 35 and retiring. That's not a long time to me. And I'm not tired from work, if I'm being honest. Like I have moments where I'm tired, but I don't feel tired because I know what my end goal is. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is I think that we're not educated on how to make our money grow for us. Most people I talk to, they don't know the difference between a 401k, a Roth IRA, and an IRA, and they don't know any, they don't know who Charles swab is, like they don't know any of these things. And these are ways that you can make your money grow, which I think is so important to us because if we're educating ourselves on these things, if we don't really want to work for a long amount of time, we don't, but we right. have to make sure that we're setting ourselves up so that we have this education. Where can we find it? TikTok.
2: Instagram, <laughs>
0: Twitter, it's right there in your face. And I yes. literally just posted on my story, hey, I'm wanting to learn more about money. And I followed all these new pages because all these people were sharing it with me. And I've been able to grow my money where I'm like, okay, because you know, maternity leave, they're only gonna pay me half of what I need.
2: Right. But I've
0: been able to grow that money really fast where my maternity leave, I'll go in December, but I'm okay because I'm prepared right. for that. And now I'm like, you know what? I might not return to my job after that. and that's what people
2: are thinking about
0: yeah (laughs) but the education we got to have it and we got to promote it to our people so that way that they're aware of it
2: Yes, and I think to, to answer your question, that's so good, Myra. and it's the, the question about career and why it's so important. We have to look at the history of career for women, specifically, and for Black women, because I think back then, it was okay to be a teacher. It didn't matter the salary, really, because you were working a job. You had your own, you were Miss Independent, you know, or, or independent in general, right? And so it's like, okay, um that's that's fulfillment on its own so there was a lot of fulfillment around title there was a lot of fulfillment about having your own about being independent now right because th- just using a teacher right the teacher's salary is okay but like can you really sustain yourself and your family on that salary without feeling tired right and it goes back to that where i think now we have evolved into this career being important but it's more of it's really as a provider it is truly like not for everyone a means to an end I don't think that that's the case for a lot of folks but I would say that it has started to become more of like can it pay for the lifestyle that I truly want for my life and yes I want to be a teacher I love working with students or kids or whatever but does it pay for the lifestyle that I want? And so now people are going out and realizing, like Maya was talking about, there are other ways to be fulfilled and be secure in your finances, right? You can start your own side hustle. You can open up IRA. You can do a lot of different things that can help you um, feel more secure. But I'll also say that career has is important because for most people, you know, going to school as well makes it makes career feel very important. It's like, okay, you did all that schooling, you got a major in psychology, what are you doing? And so it's kind of that societal pressure of making career feel very important because you have to do a certain thing in a certain way. Um, but that's changing. I think people are finally, especially with COVID-19 and p- the pandemic, when people are just getting let go, they're like, why do I have this loyalty <laughs> to this field or to this position? I can dream of whatever career I want. Yeah.
0: Do y'all think that, you know, our parents' experiences shape our ideas of career? Because if I'm being honest, like my grandpa, I feel like is a rare person who, mm. like, he's, he's done well for himself, but he's that one person out of my family that's done that. Mm. And- you know, my parents, they've worked a nine to five all their life. And like, they're kind of scared to retire because they're like, I don't know what that's going to look like. And their jobs, I wouldn't say like no knock to them, but their jobs are not really what you would call a career, they're jobs. Mm -hmm. So I think that for me, I've always thought like, I have to have a career because I have to show my parents that you invested so much in me, I'm going to pay you back by doing this. I'm going to pay you back by showing you that All that you wanted to do and you couldn't do, I'm going to do it. Same thing with my Mm -hmm. grandma. I feel like I'm kind of like paying homage to my ancestors of like, this is what you couldn't do and I'm going to make sure I do it. Right. So I oftentimes wonder if the choices that we make as far as, you know, making careers important is tied to that at all. So I'm curious what y'all think about that.
1: I'm thinking of like, what's the difference, right, between a career and a job? Mm -hmm. And I think that goes back to perspective and generations too, meaning like, same thing, my mom and my dad, they work, you know, we like jobs. And I would say job because it's not like they like was like, ooh, I really wanna work at the check and cash place all my life type of thing. And we think of that being more of a career when it's like a focus goal, you, you skilled, you trained in it. But yeah. for her, for my mom, she's been working at, my mom been working at a check and cash and place for like 16 years. That's her career, right? <laughs> and so it's making me think too of how we're even thinking about career. And job and how our parents are and our great our uh, great grandparents and great uh, grandparents, they like literally you just worked and that was that was the career whatever that is it wasn't that focused
2: it didn't have to be that focus right uh, if that makes sense yeah no that makes a lot of sense and I would even say right now people are probably thinking about do I want a job or do I want a career right especially if you are doing more or, or you know, ha- your family has pushed you to go to school or do whatever it is. It's like, okay, I want a career to show that this all landed with a career, uh, but it's okay. Just to have a job. As, as you explore, it's okay to just say like, you know, this is what I'm doing right now. It's not what I wanna do forever. And I wanna build my own career in the way that I see fit. I'll also say the generation before us didn't have a lot of time from what I saw in my household to really think about their other passions. Mm-hmm. It was this like, I do that, but I will really love to do this, but I can't because I work here. And now as my parents are getting older, they're finally tapping in Right, and I think also because there's like an entrepreneurial spirit around just society in general, but like finally tapping into like, it's okay to like something else, (laughs) it's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's so important. So Simone, I was curious about advice you have for folks who wanna start start a side hustle in addition to their full-time job. I know you've done a variety of different things. So I figured that you'd be the perfect person to ask this question.
2: Oh, good. Well, I do have some advice. So for folks that are thinking about um, having a side hustle and working their nine to five, I think the biggest question after the four years that I have been doing this is to really think about and decide if you want a side hustle or you want a hobby, because those are two different things. A hobby is something that doesn't necessarily have to like be attached to your reputation it doesn't have to have like a formality to it it could just be something you're passionate about and at some point you could be like I'm passionate about it but if you want me to do it for you you're gonna have to just pay but it's not something that you're like you know and that's how I started with my resume writing it was like okay I'm you know I can write a really great resume. And my friends used to come and say, can you look at it? Can you rewrite it? Can you do that? And then after a while, I was like, no longer am I doing this for free. Sorry, it's just going to be 50. Like, I'll just give you 50, but I need some type of compensation. It has now turned into a whole career services, you know, thing like that. But um, the, once you decide that it's actually going to be a side hustle, something that you're going to put your name on, something that you want the bank to know about, something that you want people referring you to, it is now a part of your reputation and it is a part of your brand. And so I talk a lot about what is your brand career brand look like. And if you want that to include a side hustle. So when I go to work every day, a lot of people know about the back grad and some people have, have, I've even worked with people before. So it's important that what my caliber of work is, at my job is at the same level if not 10 times more in my business and that could be a lot <laughs> that means it's a second job you're working even harder for right? you right you're gonna get the branding right and the services right your customer service right people are reaching out to you it's a second job um so charge <laughs> is the other thing so that you're not feeling overwhelmed by your second job that is not paying you or make it a hobby and just say oh I don't take on my clients like that I just do this for fun but if you really want me to do it here's how it costs and I think the other advice that I would have is that remember that you are your own boss so if you decide that you want to start a side hustle remember that you are your own boss and that it's okay if you moved up, moved your deadline It's okay if the office is out for vacation this week. It's okay if the schedule only says that you work on your side hustle on Tuesdays and you don't take any other calls on Fridays. You're the boss. So um, sometimes I, and maybe I'm talking to myself, but I put a lot of pressure on myself to be extraordinary at all parts at all times. And I'm like, girl, you're the boss. If you want to slow down, you're allowed.
1: I, like yeah, that. I, I appreciate all of those tips mm-hmm. like all those suggestions are like super super helpful um i think that the way you broke it down to is very relatable yeah
2: mm-hmm. i really
0: can you share about some of the side hustles that you've done and that you might want people to hear about You saying me yeah you
2: um like oh you. gosh <laughs> Uh, So so some side hustle. So right now I definitely doing career services. So I rewrite resumes and cover letters. I do career coaching, love interview prep. I tell people, most people come to me for resumes, but if you got an interview, I really want to help you in your interview because that's what's going to get you the job. And I love thinking of questions and walking you through my framework on how to answer the questions. Um, I've also done event planning, which I'm not going to lie. That is not a moneymaker. That is a passion project, okay? Events are expensive. You have a hard time wanting to charge people to walk through the door. And if you've beaten them, it's even more expensive. But I have also been well known within the LA area about my vision board parties. I did a Build Your Brand brunch. And once my business sustains to a point where I can afford to just really take the events and do them more regularly with sponsorships, I'll definitely go back to them because they're so much fun, but they're expensive, (laughs) Um, at least in LA. Um, And then I feel like that's mostly what I have kind of worked on now. I feel like um, I've recently tapped in on my YouTube channel telling people how to work with brands. So I am a lifestyle blogger, and that is a form of income for me, working with brands and having them, you know, share, sharing, you know, the different things that I do on my Instagram and on YouTube, I teach people how to be what's called a nano influencer, which is someone with 10,000 or less followers um, or a following. And it is, they love it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a whole nother area. And it's kind of fun. It's kind of like the hobby side, right? It's not a side hustle. I put that as a hobby. Um, so I'm not as consistent, but when I wake up, I get a YouTube comment all the time about how like, I want to work with brands and this video was great. So yeah, that's been like a real fun part of my my career business journey. Nice.
1: Come on then. Okay, I see you. Yes. <laughs>
0: so as we wrap up we were just curious if you can explain a few key differences for folks coming out of higher education trying to navigate a career versus those who are coming straight from out of let's say high school
2: okay yes so that's a really good question and I thought about it in the the couple things that I have thought about when you're thinking about the difference between coming straight out of high school or school or college or whatever and then straight out of or going straight into like grad school or something like that, or, or going straight to college, um, you really have to understand not the job search anxiety type thing is not going to pass you, all right? Like it is a lot to job search. And I think what a lot of people do is they'll go to school, um, especially grad school to kind of for that. But honey, it's, it's going to come back to you again. So you should just, and I think a lot of people think that grad school specifically, which just was something I demonstrate to grad school, is going to immediately prepare you for a job search when really they're, they're more so meant to prepare you for the philosophical, theoretical parts of the job to do it. But the actual skill of job searching is a huge lack in a lot of grad school programs, which is why I started my career services when I was in grad school, because we were great to write our philosophical you know, ideas of what student affairs is, but we couldn't get our resumes together. That's the first ticket to get in. So um, I feel like that's something that people should be aware of. You're not gonna run from it, so you might as well start learning about it. Um, and that's whether you're going straight from high school into the work field, or straight into grad school or straight whatever, right? It's gonna it's gonna hit you. And it doesn't have to be bad. It can be very simple. There are things you can do. So there's that. And then also I will say at any point in time in your life, it is okay to explore careers. And I feel like specifically for those who may be getting out of grad school we feel even more bounded to the career field that we chose it's like oh I did the extras to go in this field I'm not allowed to think about being a fashion designer being a travel agent being a florist like what I just got another degree let that go let it go how can you integrate it? That's how the Fab Grad came to be. I was like, I want to work in education, but I want to be fabulous. Can I please be the Fab Grad? And that's how I thought it. I was like, if I if I can't be fabulous on these campuses, I'm gonna be fabulous online. And so I started creating my own life around what I like to do. And so I highly suggest it doesn't mean start a business or brand, but be okay with exploring all of your interests.
1: I absolutely, absolutely love that. (laughs) Um, So at the end of our episodes, we do like takeaways, um, Mm -hmm. you know, things that you either feel like that you want people who are listening to have something to to go home with, to practice, or just anything that resonates with you as far as a takeaway. What would you say the takeaway for this today's episode would be?
2: Um, For me, I would say that I want you to be, kind of like my last statement, I want you to be okay with the fact that you have multiple passions and that you're allowed to explore them. They don't have to be a business, but they can be something that you look into and is a part of your identity. Um, even better if your career can be added into that. And so a homework that I want folks to do is that I want you to create a list of who you want to work with, so the people, where you want to work. So it doesn't, it could be location, it could be company, it can be whatever, right? In your room, just the where. And then what your ideal workday will look like. So what are the actual tasks that you're doing? And start matching them up. Okay, if the perfect uh, you know, solution of all that would be this person with this place and this thing, because you can create your own career in the way that you want to see fit. And that's how I help people. I get that kind of three lists together and say, let's find that or let's
0: create that. Well, thank um, you for joining us today.
1: Oh, uh, homework.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little homework.
1: I, look, I love a real deal, actual, you can put it in place homework. Come like on. It really, it really helps. So I hope y'all listening, if y'all, if y'all open to it, I encourage y'all to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. What she just said, I'm gonna do it. So thank you for that.
2: You're so. welcome.
0: And thank you for joining us today.
2: You are so welcome. This was so fun, y'all. Thank you for having me.
0: Talk to you later.